With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Unreasonable Odds, presented by DraftKings. Brendan Glasheen alongside Julian Edlow, Steve Buchanan. Steve will step aside in moments. We have Johnny Avello joining us for Odds R. Uh, he's the director of DraftKings Sportsbook, and then Steve will come back to break down the NFL card. A lot to get to with Johnny this week for week four in college football. Recapping best bets quickly, gents. Uh, Julian, you can go first, uh, coming off NFL week number two. I doubled down trying to make up some ground, uh, and one of them was Broncos minus three and a half, which looked great at halftime, and then the Broncos puked all over themselves, and this is a team that cannot be trusted, so I lost there, um, but I gained some knowledge that the Broncos will not be a bet for me again this season unless a good opportunity really presents itself, and did have a winner on the Eagles-Niners teaser that got there. Both teams won, um, so one and one for me. Yeah, I had the Packers, and uh, that was really annoying to watch that uh, game, how it played out as it did, because they looked like they were going to single-handedly, you know, take the W in that one, but then things did not fall that way. So, feel like I was still on the right side, though. Felt like the Packer, that was the Packers game. Okay, and I was on the Bills. Uh, it felt too good to be true. Bounce back spot. Their team total was at, why are you laughing? What is so funny? You said it felt too good to be true. It did because they kicked their ass and it was great. Uh, they got over their team total early in the third quarter. <laughs> you guys are unbelievable. They got over 27 and a half, which was their team total right before kickoff. That felt uh, good. Yeah, just back at home. The quarterback takes ownership uh, and they got their act together. Uh, we have more on the Bills and the uh, Falcons and Packers. All that coming up later with Steve discussing uh, the NFL Week 3 card. Uh, but for now, let's turn our attention. Julie and I talked to Johnny Avello of DraftKings Sportsbook. Odds are with Johnny Avello. He joins us once again, getting set for NFL Week 3, College Football Week 4. Johnny, we always appreciate the time. Uh, how about you give us just a lead-off thought where the book is at this week with now seasons underway. The overreaction season is still taking place, but... What's at the top of the mind from Las Vegas? Well, uh, week three coming up, it's usually the teams that haven't played well so far, uh, maybe up their game this week, maybe the teams that have played well so far with that are uh, achieving, overachieving, maybe they come back to earth. That's what we look at in weeks two and three. All right, Johnny. So all kinds of pushes and games floating right around the number as it pertained to uh, NFL week two. We had, uh, you know, primetime games as well. You go to the Monday night game, uh, Saints game winds up landing on three. Uh, But what were what were some of the games that the public did wind up doing well with in terms of week two? 
Well, the 49ers at the Rams was one of those that we were so-called middled on. We opened six and a half, closed seven and a half. The Rams kicked the field goal with no time left. Do you guys know why they kicked that field goal by any chance? Well, Sean McVay had a full explanation for it. Did you not hear him? I did not hear it. What was it about? A point differential at the end of the year? No. He he actually said that they were going to try and kick it earlier and then do the onside kick, which makes sense. But they, they, they ran out of time to do it. So rather than let Stafford be exposed to like a hit on the Hail Mary, they would get the field goal operation going. But it still doesn't make sense to me. You can kick whatever you want to – I mean, I guess if you can't win at that point, protect Stafford. But you can kick whatever you want to kick and you're not going to win. But I guess the flip side, you can throw the touchdown and you're not going to win too. Okay. Well, thanks for explaining that. I don't if I that's what he said. Doesn't make sense to me. I mean, Johnny, he basically called out you and everyone else touchdown in Vegas. He said the people in Vegas were not too thrilled with that decision. So uh take it up with McVay. He made it personal. Hey, things happen. I understand. I've seen everything. Anyway, on to some other games. The betters love the Bills and a bounce back game at home versus the Raiders. Chiefs, who just can't get by and handle the Jags. Uh, and then there were, they also played uh, the Commanders on the money line, and then the Saints falling three on Monday Night Football. was That was also not a good result for us. What were some of the best results for you for week two? Uh, they played the Patriots very strong, so that worked out. Uh, Seahawks beating the Lions and the Bengals losing at home to the Ravens. They were both positive outcomes. And then back to Monday Night Football, the second game, Steelers uh, in that in the nightcap there. That was a very good result for us. So, Johnny, kind of an interesting uh, trend early in the season. Week one, overs go just four and 12. Everything goes under. Week two, 13 and three to the overs. Everything goes over. Is, is that just a coincidence, or do you think there's anything to that in terms of the games uh, the games falling under in week one, then maybe we overreact, set lower totals in week two, and they go over? Is there anything there, or is this just a coincidence that these totals have, have hit in this fashion so far? Well, I think I've told you this before, Jules, is that, you know, we don't make those major adjustments quickly after week one. Um, you know, we make subtle adjustments. We just can't overreact. I just believe it was the matchups last week, offense versus offense. Uh, there was just an abundance of scoring in the NFL this past week. That's the way I see it. Okay. Yeah, and there's only one total uh, south of 40, and that's Patriots-Jets for week three. Um, want to use an example when I ask you this next one here. Uh, in, in terms of uh, looking at futures, uh, what have been some of the – popular bets uh, since week two concluded? Uh, yes, the 49ers, Cowboys, Ravens, the Dolphins, they're all on the hot list right now. 49ers are at 650. They just dropped a notch because they're still were low. Cowboys plus 750 now. Uh, they're dropping a bit. Ravens 14 to 1, Dolphins 13 to 1. Notice the pattern, guys. These are all teams that are – Two and zero and playing well in the first couple of weeks. Not much. So any any attention on like a Cincinnati who did start zero and two last year and wound up in the AFC Championship game? You know, if you look at Cincinnati, we don't have them that high. So it's not like you can go out and get them at forty fifty to one. 
you're still only in the low twenties and maybe there's just not enough value right now for anyone that's looking to bet them. All right. So looking ahead to week three, Johnny, uh, we're in one of those weeks that we always seem to seem to find once we get going, where we got some massive spreads uh, on, on the board, a couple of 12, 13 point favorites. Um, we got a double digit game on Thursday night. We got other games around the eight, nine, nine and a half range. Um, what are some of the games in the early going are some of the sides that have, that have taken the most money ahead of week three? Uh, one of those games, there's a couple of 0 and 2 teams that are squaring off the Chargers at the Vikings. Who, who wouldn't think that those teams would both be 0 and 2? We opened the Chargers one and a half. Now we're at the Vikings one. Uh, right, the Browns opened four and a half at home versus the Titans. That's now down to three. One of the bigger favorites that moved this week is the Jags, minus seven at home versus the Texans. You know, guys, I think they'll just keep betting against Stroud until he just she shows better. I think that's the pattern with betting against him. Um, they're playing the two and zero Falcons at the Detroit Lions. Uh, they open Lions open up five now down to three and a half. And on the Monday Night Football game, Eagles open seven, and at the, they're at the surprising buck. That game is now down to four and a half. What what about Rams Bengals? I mean th- that all pertains to to Joe to Joe Burrow, and that's that's where I was going. By the way, with the previous question, so I apologize. Uh, Bengals Rams. That was the example I wanted to give as far as what Jules was mentioning, the, the big shifts. I mean Joe Burrow's health is key, but this number opened at, at six and a half, and now it's down to two and a half. There was a one and a half out there earlier in the week. What can you tell us about the Rams Bengals and how uh, the the book is receiving action on this game? That game doesn't count as far as line movement. Because we made the move based on the injury. It's not money that took that down from seven to two. So, yes, it, there's a movement in the game, but it doesn't count as far as, you know, big movement caused by money. Fair enough. Makes sense. Uh, how about let's, let's shift gears to college. Great board this week, Johnny, for college football. We, we mentioned an underwhelming week three card. Now we've got a massive week four slate. Let's start with Alabama. Uh, their poor play. They're, they're shuffling quarterbacks. It's like they're just shuffling the deck. Okay, it's your turn. You play. Um, they're they're, they're seven-point favorites. They're a favorite again. It's been 100-plus straight games. They've been a favorite at home, laying seven against Ole Miss. Uh, adjusted win total, uh, eight and a half. Unheard of kind of stuff here with, with Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. What can you tell us about the lack of attention or possibly the attention on Alabama in this spot this week? Well, as far as the futures go, they're 40 to 1 to win it all. And they're plus 750, seven and a half of the one to make the playoffs. Regarding the win total at eight and a half, if they get by this week, they still have games at Mississippi State, AM, Kentucky, and Auburn. Then they got a couple of home games against Tennessee and LSU. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough schedule for a team that's struggling right now. Um, this week's game was a little tricky with Ole Miss lighting it up on the scoreboard, averaging about 50 points a game. But when you look at the games, they're all against some weaker foes. Uh, I'm sure Saban's going to have an answer for Mississippi State quarterback Jackson Dart. Uh, he, you know, he, he, he's got some issues of himself, Saban. Like you said, he's, he pulled Jalen uh, Milrow. 
He tried to transfer Buckner from Notre Dame. He was terrible. Then they tried to redshirt freshman Simpson. And you know, guys, Simpson might be the best option, but I believe that he's going to stick with Milrow for now. Um, and you mentioned we opened the game six and a half. We're now up to seven. Just a tricky game this week. Don't really know where to go if I was a better. On on the win total real quick, Johnny, because it's down so much so early. Uh, are, are betters pounding that over eight and a half? I know it's juiced that way, but is that where the money's been been coming in for Alabama? Yeah, a little bit, but the juice is holding them back because you got to lay a dollar thirty. Uh, they did have an opportunity to lay 120 or 125, but at 30, not a lot of interest. That's, I mean, that's crazy if you said it preseason. If you get minus 130 on over eight and a half Alabama, that would be everyone's best future. Uh, but here we are. So we look at the rest of the landscape. Alabama, a team that's down. Georgia had a scare put into them on Saturday by by South Carolina, even though they they wound up coming through dominating that. Second half, pitching a shutout at home, looked a little bit more like themselves. FSU nearly came completely undone in the red bandana game at BC. BC has not been good whatsoever. It seems like that dominant force, which has been Georgia the last couple of years, Alabama the prior years, uh, mix a couple other teams in there. But that, uh, that LSU team, like that obvious team to win it, and some of these heavyweights just aren't here this season. Is that the way – you feel and is that the way betters feel and you see them sprinkling the board more with so many options well they still like georgia at plus 230 not that georgia's taking a lot of money but georgia has taken quite a bit of money up to this point and michigan at four to one uh they both have easy paths to get there um but lately they have been looking at a few higher price teams notre dame now down to 16 the Washington Huskies down to 28, Oregon 35. And of course, I have to mention Colorado is a buck 10, uh, 110 to one. He's got a lot of money on Colorado, guys. I told you last week we were pretty much buried on them and we're still betting. All right. And we did discuss the potential line movement based on how things would go against Colorado State. And as it turns out, you know, if you watch what Jules, what's wrong? You're I'm saying because we talked about it last week and now I'm killing myself for not taking, I said not 14 and the 13 and a half and a half. on this podcast and you corrected me and said, it's now 14. And I said, that's what I wanted. And what did I not do? I didn't lay the 14 and now it's 21. I myself a touchdown. Yep. <laughs> so it's up to 21. Uh, that's it. That's an intriguing game. You mentioned Notre Dame 16 to one now for the uh, national title, but they've got Ohio state this week. They're a home dog. What are some games that are getting uh, taking the most money and what sides? Well, that's one. The Ohio State at Notre Dame. State open three, now three with a little bit added juice on there. So, yeah, they've been taking money. They'll probably continue to take money. Uh, we mentioned Ole Miss at Alabama. Uh, that's certainly taking some money now. UCLA at Utah, that's a game of unbeatens. Utah open five and a half. That's now down to four and a half. And then there's the game I believe will write the most money. It's written, This team has written the most money in the first couple of weeks. That's Colorado at Oregon. Uh, yes, even without Travis Hunter, they're taking and they will continue to take the 21 points and the 675, plus 675 that is, on the money line. This is kind of just 
this is kind of like a losing Otani. Like you just lost your wide receiver one and your cornerback one in one hit. And people are still like, yeah, that's fine. I'll just, I'm going to bet him here. What, what they mind? didn't lose was Deion Sanders. That's what no. they did lose. No, they have Coach Prime. So I don't know. Fire fire away on, on the Colorado tickets. Everybody seems to be doing it. Trying to think maybe one more spot that might be interesting. How about Florida State Clemson? We're not going to let Julian off the hook on this. He's been high on Clemson since the offseason, into the regular season, and now they're dogs at home against Florida State. What what can you tell us on that game? I bet – I'll tell you real quick, Johnny. I bet a handful, four or five look-ahead lines every summer and get pretty good CLV with all of them. I am sitting here with a Clemson minus two-and-a-half ticket before it moved to three. I felt good about that. Now they're plus two-and-a-half at home. I'm just going to – I'm going to need the number not to matter here. Just go win it by more than a field goal, Tigers. Uh, the game hasn't written a lot of money yet. It's early, but I think they're going to take a Clemson on the money line with the plus and, and forget about the points altogether because they're not going to worry about two and a half points. They're going to take a, a small plus on this one. I, that's the way that one will be bet. Okay, Johnny Avello, odds are we appreciate the time. Great stuff as always. Uh, good luck to you folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook. And for those listening, thanks for tuning in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Thanks to Johnny Avello. Great insight from the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, let's just jump right in, Jules, after that discussion. on I took a little dig at you there, Clemson and Florida State, and you mentioned how you have already got action on this game, the, the look-ahead spots from earlier uh, in the season and before the season kicked off. It's a premier game, noon kickoff uh, at Clemson. They're a home underdog. Florida State laying two and a half points, and you talked to Johnny about the concerns of Florida State and uh, Jordan Travis. He got banged up in that game, how they looked in the red bandana game in Chestnut Hill. Pick this one apart a little bit more. How are you feeling about Clemson as a home dog in this spot, noon kickoff? Yeah, so obviously I dug myself in a little hole here, betting it preseason, got the worst of the number. This will happen from time to time. Generally, you know, when I do this, I'm going to get a a better number, but this will happen. So – now I need Clemson to win by a field goal rather than, uh, you know, playing them as the short dog. But if I was not invested in this game and you haven't, you know, tailed me on the look ahead, I would bet Clemson. Um, I would bet him with the two and a half points. This is the last, this is the last chance for Clemson in my mind, if I'm going to be backing them the rest of the season at times, or if I'm going to have to completely lay off. 
They looked awful in that Duke game. So many mistakes. They've played nobody since, and they were on the road in that game. Now they're at home for a big game that they need to get up for if they want to have any chance to do anything this season. So let's see if they've learned anything over the last few weeks and they can step up in this spot. I'm not a huge Dabo guy. I think that he's lost his fastball, it seems, but the defense is legit. And if the offense can improve, if the offense has learned anything, hit any rhythm over the last few weeks, then maybe there's something here. Florida State side, that was a tough spot. I'm mad I didn't take the points with BC. Noon kickoff, first road game for FSU. Not that the hurricane had any real weather here, but it wasn't the nicest day in Chestnut Hill. Um, it, it kind of played into, into BC's hand there. But Jordan Travis gets hurt during the game. He'll play, but we'll see how he looks. Bell, the wide receiver for FSU, gets hurt in the fourth quarter of that game. We'll see how he looks. I just think FSU's dinged up. Second road game in a row. Real tough road atmosphere. Last time Clemson was a home dog was when Deshaun Watson upset Lamar Jackson and Louisville in 2016. Um, There's just, I, I need to see Clemson crap the bed one more time before I lay off. So I can't pass on on Clemson as a as a home underdog when like you know like Alabama this is a spot we get every like six seven eight years, and that spot's here right now so I I, I can't pass up on it. Mm-hmm. The Clemson Tigers have won seven straight games against Florida State and FSU has not beat Clemson at Clemson since 2013. I mean, one thing I would say is just that Florida State, I mean, you're right. that the, the, Travis did return, played really well in the second half, and uh, their head coach was pretty uh, vocal the other day um, that he'll be all right. Uh, he, he was encouraged how he came back on the game. Coach Norvell said yeah. that he was sore, not worried about his health moving forward. We'll say Florida State's just got that kind of big game. It's one game, the, the LSU game. They've got a big game right. feel to them. Uh, but yeah, yep. you're right. This is like, this is back against the wall kind of stuff for, for Clemson. I, w- I would tend to agree. Uh, Clemson needs it more, but we'll see if they got it. Yeah. I mean, Florida Anything... State can't afford one. I was, you're right about yeah. that. I'm I'm done with the noon window if you want to go to 3.30, unless yeah. you got anything you want to bring up. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm encouraged by Syracuse. I am. I mean, 13 and a half, a lot of points. Yeah, of inside two it. touchdowns. But I mean, of course, Sam, they look pretty good. They look pretty good, I, I thought, against... Uh, Purdue's not the same team they were the last few years with the quarterback change. Um, Garrett Schrader, though, that dude, he's reckless as hell. Uh, he's like the college football version of Josh he's a good Allen quarterback. sometimes. I think your video froze on me. Jules is frozen. I've lost Glash. I don't know if this is me or him. Huh. I just see glass frozen. <laughs> Riverside. All right. Uh, do you want me to leave and come back or? Another game we talked to Johnny about was Oregon and Colorado. And we both kind of saw this coming. So did Johnny. Now, I don't know. Once again, the public money's coming in on Colorado, getting three touchdowns at Oregon. But this, Jules, this is TCU, Nebraska. I think we both thought those were tests. I I think this is really the the test of the year to this point for 
Coach Prime and company. Not a game I'm betting. I wish I had the 14 like we talked about last week. I don't. I'm passing now. I think Oregon probably rolls them. Uh, Now, if I were betting it, I'm not too high on the Colorado defense. Oregon dropped that 80-piece to start the year. They scored 50-whatever against Hawaii. Now, the harder game was was on the road. They scored 38, and it was really 31 until they got that late bad beat touchdown against Texas Tech. I would maybe look at Oregon team total over 45-and-a-half. There's some high team totals that I like on some, some good teams this week. I'll probably wind up passing, though. Okay. Yep. Minus 115, um, over 45.5. Colorado's team total, 23.5, minus 125. Nah, I'm not going to mess with it. Um, the other one in the 330 window that we talked about, Johnny, uh, talked to Johnny about is Ole Miss and Bama. Mm -hmm. Are you going to bet this one, Glash? No, I, I, so I, I have, I'm, I'm curious why they moved on from Milrow as soon as they did. And it feels, I know they're going back to him. I get that. No, I know. But I, I think because they felt like they needed to see what they had in the rest because the quarterback room was supposed to be, although they don't have a stud, semi-competitive. Buckner was okay in some games for Notre Dame, although I don't like him. And then you see what you have in Simpson, and it just went terribly wrong. You never bench a quarterback and then go right back to him like this unless the other guys stink, and I feel like that's what's happening, right? Yeah. I I would have preferred the six and a half points, obviously, to get inside the key number of seven. I, I don't – because and Johnny said this too. How much do we really know about Ole Miss too and how capable they are? I don't think they're too bad. So I'm taking Ole Miss plus seven. Okay. Now, I – this could be the game where Alabama comes back a little bit. Um, As our friend – as we're recording this, our friend C.T. Betts, Chris Thurston, literally just texted me. Something tells me Bama plays a great game Saturday. So maybe I'm on the wrong side here. But what does he know? What does he know? So going back to Milrow, he'll be highly motivated. It's a bounce back spot. They need this one. At the same time. It feels very Belichickian of you to say this. Like, oh, it's like I, at the same time, I don't know. I, like they just might not be good. Ole Miss plays him well. Kiffin knows him well. Ole Miss covered last year. Ole Miss ran up the score to cover last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is going to be Ole Miss for me. And, you know, I bet Texas plus seven and I bought off. Maybe I'll buy off again and be an idiot at the end of the week. But I'm going to fade Bama. Team total 31 and a half. What do you think of the total? So if you like Ole Miss, is this a lower scoring grinded out game? Doesn't have it uh, doesn't have to be probably would be but I'm yeah I'm gonna stay away from the total and just go just go dog. All right. Yeah, I think I would. My personal opinion, I would just stay away and see if Nick Saban's true to his word. If Milrow does bounce back, great. And your bet does if your bet doesn't hit, then maybe we learn our lesson about Alabama. But I would I, I just it's a stay away game for me. I just don't. We need to. That's I need to fair. I'm going to put it this way. Like, I, it feels like a stay away game. Yep. Um, but I would be mad at myself if Alabama looked terrible again and I didn't go against them. Okay. 
Uh, also 3.30, you bet West Virginia last week against Pittsburgh. The quarterback went down. We were texting during that game together. Six-point home dog against Texas Tech. you have a thought on this one? Are, you, are we willing to I, – I, I'd be honest, I don't know the status of the quarterback right now for, for West Virginia. Yeah, I don't think it's great. I, this is one I'm going to stay away from. It did catch my eye, but I am going to stay away. Um, but I'll just – I'll keep us moving because it's a, it's a loaded – night card um the seven to eight o'clock kicks i'll Mm -hmm. i'll take us to the acc because we're talking about pit one that is not going to be the game that catches everyone's eye the first thing i bet this week was north carolina minus six and it's now out at i think seven Seven and a half yep they're gonna buy back they're at pittsburgh i'm not gonna buy back it's just if you're betting it now i would use unc as a money line parlay piece the piece i gave them out with if you're gonna do it that way is south carolina who looked good against georgia they're hosting mississippi state who looked dreadful against lsu i just don't think mississippi state's that good i think it's a good bounce back spot for south carolina so there's a little money line parlay for you but um i think pittsburgh is bad bad the defense is fine but Drake may will find a way to score points. He's he's scored at least 31 in every game this year. And then I don't know how Pitt's going to keep up because Dracovic isn't good. Um, he is – hold on. I have the numbers. Uh, maybe I got rid of him. He has I think he's, good. A, he's a combined 18 for 52 passing in the last two weeks. He threw three picks against West Virginia – um in the Cincinnati game that they were around a touchdown favorite and lost at home he set an NCAA record targeting one of his receivers 11 times and failing to complete one of them 11 targets without a reception is a record I just think this passing is nothing and they're going against a good passing offense I think UNC is the side in that game road road favorite I haven't bet many of these this year but this is one Okay, Pitt feels Pitt. This is this is dangerous territory for Pitt. Good thing Samir's not here this week, and he's yeah going against Pitt back to back weeks. Poor little Samir. Um, really quick, just because we're on that we're on the conference and we're kind of I'm backtracking here, but last thing maybe. Of course you are. Any, well, it's related to the conference. Give me a Go break. Ahead. Clemson plus four hundred to win the conference. Yeah, does that I don't correlate mind. with you taking them this week against Florida State, who's at even money to win the conference right now? Yeah, you just have to kind of take that piece out of your Clemson bet for the week, um, because it ties together. If you add to Clemson to win the ACC, you're kind of adding to them to win this week. So just make sure you're not overspending. I can't afford to do that at this point because I have a full size bet on Clemson minus two and a half. So let it ride. Okay, good stuff. Um, we can, uh, let's rip through a few more, but before Steve jumps on and we do NFL, I think the, the major night games, I guess that we would want to talk about are the big ranked ones, Washington state, Oregon state and Ohio state, Notre Dame, right? Yeah, we haven't hit Ohio state, Notre Dame. Well, Oregon state, I I've been impressed with Oregon state. Uh, I, 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 I think they are one of those, uh, First real marquee spot for them this year. I, I just, I just feel though, I don't think I'd be willing to back if it's Oregon State or nothing. All right, Washington State plus three for me. Um, I agree with you. I really like Oregon State. They haven't done it in a tough spot yet, right? 
and now they're going to a really tough road atmosphere to do so. Washington State, I don't think Colorado State is that bad. They just played Colorado really tough. They went on the road in week one, um, and Colorado State was a, a sharp bet, got bet way down, and Washington State went on the road and mopped Colorado State. Then color, uh, then Washington State scored a million points against you know a layup week two game. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sorry, no, the week two game was Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, they home dogs, six and a half points, bet down to five, four and a half or whatever. They win that game outright. Um, and then they just keep scoring. They scored a million points against whoever they played last week. I think Washington, I, I agree that Oregon State's good, but I think Washington State is better than they're getting credit for. Cam Ward has been awesome. Three-point home dog in this type of game. I'm I'm rolling with it. Is that because DJ, uh, their quarterback who came from Clemson, is that because he's let you down sometimes? I don't like DJ, but he has been better with Oregon State, and I do like Oregon State. And I'm starting to think after watching that Clemson offense against Duke that maybe Clemson and Dabo is the problem. Um, That said, I I think Cam Ward's playing better than DJ, and you're getting him as the home dog there. Okay. So you mentioned our, our buddy. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say our buddy CT is already on Notre Dame. As am I. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you this. Does it have to be three and a half or can you play him at three? Um, oh, man. Eamon's a pit alum. He just slapped. Uh, Samir's out. We have Eamon producing the show now. He says I'm also a pit alum. So perfect. At least we can go against a pit alum on the show every week. Um. I want it at three and a half. I bet it at three and a half. If you can only get three, go for it. If you can get money line at better than like plus 140, go for it. Um, I'm on Notre Dame under nine wins this season. I'm probably just going to be wrong on them, and you got to own that. Uh, I don't think Ohio State is that good. They, you know, first year quarterback, they haven't done anything great. Marvin Harrison is great. I don't love the rest of the pieces of that team. Notre Dame is overachieved. They've are not overachieved. Notre Dame has played better than, than expected. I guess if you want to call that overachieving um, well, Hartman, I think Hartman having a competent, real, they have a real quarterback is, it just elevates a, everything from within, even the other side of the ball just gives more. A lot of experience, smoother. a lot of experience under his belt. Notre Dame has good corners, which goes well against Ohio state's good receivers. Um, and, you know, I, I just think Notre Dame at, at home, uh, the way they've been playing, they deserve more credit for that big win on the road at NC State. That's the best win by far that either of these two teams have. So, uh, yeah, we're, we've kind of been all over the place with, with the college football card. We're ending with two, two home dogs in Wazoo and, uh, and Notre Dame. Okay, let's welcome in Steve Buchanan. Now talking some National Football League with week three here. We just dove into that uh, college card, Steve, but now transitioning to the NFL. What's the uh, the leadoff thought for you in a, in a spot where um, the overreaction continues, but there's some desperate 0-2 teams that are really interesting, especially in the AFC. Only two unbeaten teams left in the AFC. Where's your mind at going into this week? Yeah, it's t- it's a it's a tough week for a lot of these zero and two teams, right? Like especially uh, like the first one that comes to mind for me, obviously the Bengals gotten off to a pretty rough start. Um, 
should be a good spot for them to bounce back. But what's the status of uh, of Burrow? Right, like that's uh, that's pretty damn concerning when you think about that. They've they've really been they've really surprised me of how they've started off here, and then even some of the teams that are undefeated right now, like the Bucks, have looked fantastic. That's not a team that I was expecting for them to be looking good right now. So there's just a lot to look into this week, but I think there's a lot of good matchups to uh, to target in this one. You mentioned Burrow and then a game earlier in the weekend, Jules, uh, Anthony Richardson still in the concussion protocol. Uh, Gar- I think Gardner Minshew is actually a pretty good, eh, you, okay. you, know, you, know, you know, the Minshew guy. He's okay. He's uh you know, you know what it is? I feel like he just gets into his own head and then like late in these games, he just starts making all these mistakes. Like how many times have we seen that with him in the past? Like he starts games well, but he just, he kind of can't close them out. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'm, I mean more so can he cover more than a touchdown, but to your point, could he burn you at the end on a final play that puts you out of reach of covering a game right now? Colts plus seven and a half Julian, uh, <laughs> Well, we, look, we're a Boston-based company. Patriots, Jets, is this the ultimate get-right spot for the Patriots? Because the total keeps dropping. It's at 36.5, and, and now the Patriots have moved up to three-point favorites as opposed to two. Yeah, Patriots are pass for me. Um, I will buy into the you know history of this rivalry, which the Patriots have won 14 in a row, which means nothing to me except for the fact that they've won all of them since Tom Brady left. Uh, there is a little something there. Zach Wilson, you know, can't beat the Patriots, it seems. The defense is as good as it's been for the Jets. The Patriots' offense is as bad as it's been. They can't protect Mac Jones. They have no weapons for Mac Jones. So I lean Patriots. Ultimately, I'm probably going to stay away from this game on a card that I really don't like for the NFL this week. I'm going to have a couple of small sides. And, um, you know, sometimes when the, with these monster numbers my my nfl best bet is going to be something that i don't know if i've given out publicly before i've done six pointers <laughs> that was good um well you have given it out publicly you just haven't said it out loud correct i tweeted it out this unless week. you have some subscription-based x uh account that is super exclusive not one that you would know about oh. um <laughs> A 10-point teaser. Oh, my God. In the NFL. You have to go to three teams. It should and go I'm well. doing just that. Um, I'll save it for best bets because it's going to be my NFL oh, what's best your best bet? bet? Okay. I'll, I'll tease it. So we'll just talk sides here. I'll save it for the best bets segment. Um, yeah. Steve, what if, Patriots, Jets, and then what else that you might want to bet now early in the week? You know, I actually I want to discuss this with Julian because I want to I want him to try to help walk me through this because there's one line out there that I'm just totally befuddled about. So I just wanted to kind of get his opinion on this. But the Bills are six and a half point favorites against Commanders. Feels what a little fishy. Feel I just feels a little fishy. Like are, are we giving some respect to the Commanders that they're only six and a half point dogs, or are we kind of maybe poo pooing on the Bills a little bit that they're only six and a half point dogs? Like, I feel like it could go either way, and it, it intrigues me a bit because I feel like this would be one of those games where the commanders do end up covering and they end up keeping this game close because it's 44 and a half points, six and a half point dogs. Like, I feel like I, I, I've I been impressed by the commanders thus far, but when you line these rosters up next to each other, like the Bills are by far the superior team, 
but we're talking week three and they're only six and a half point favorites in this one. Like it just feels, feels a little odd. And I feel like the, the commanders might be the right side, but I, I maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe it's just too early in the week for me. And wrote, yeah, money's reason that the line opened six. It was the, the look ahead line part of me was six last week. So it hasn't moved all that much based on what happened. Money's coming in on Buffalo. If you look at the splits on VSIN as of Wednesday afternoon, um, it's a weird spot for the Bills because they didn't look good on the road in yeah. week one against a good defense. Then they get a perfect spot against the Raiders, who are coming off a big road win and then have to go road again east um, with Buffalo coming off the loss. They The six and a half tells me they kind of want you to take Buffalo. Otherwise, it would be more. I would lean Washington or pass. But again, I like this probably isn't a game I'm going to bet on a card that I don't like very much. Um, I'm just concerned that I'm already liking Washington more than I would expect, I guess you could say. Yeah. How does, Was- how does Washington win the game? Is it a lower scoring game? Is that what you're imagining? Is, is I, I just, I, yeah, I, I just think Washington keeps it close, right? Like again, over under is 44 and a half, mm-hmm. the six point, the six and a half point spread. You're not really looking for a blowout on either side. I just, I, I just kind of, I'm kind of leaning the commanders here, but I just, I wanted to make sure I wasn't totally out of whack on this one. I mean, it's only Wednesday. It's still a few days to digest this and change my mind. It's not going to be a, be a best bet or anything, but eh, well, that one just kind of popped out of me. And I was like, hmm, kind of, kind of like that one. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I, I get the bills. They've played Zach Wilson. Well, they played Aaron Rodgers for four snaps, Zach Wilson. And uh, they, they played the, um, Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders. And then my only thing to push back against Washington is okay. Neat. You, you barely crawl by against Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals. And yes, it got pretty crazy at the end of that uh, Denver game, but Denver is still very clunky trying to get their crap together. So, but I, I think that's where it really came from because, you know, Washington did what they did. You know, obviously they had a nice lead there. They ended up losing it, but, I just, I, I just, I, I just like how they've looked so far this season. So there's two things that I've, I've bet and two things that I'm considering betting. So I'll just run those off to you guys and see how you feel. I guess the two things I've bet are Titans plus three because I don't like the Browns. This matchup kind of works for the Browns to be able to pass, which they haven't been good at. But they now with Chubb out, one of the best run defenses, they won't be able to run at all. So it's all kind of on Deshaun Watson. Now, how is, it, is, it, is it though? Is it though bringing yeah. in Hunt? Like I feel like he just steps right in. Ford's gonna be the number one running back. And I don't yeah. care which of them it is. Um it it's just gonna be tough to run on Tennessee. So let's see how Watson can look passing the ball against Tennessee. Maybe he maybe he does well, but I don't know. Um, what, but what 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 to this point has told you that it will go well? Nothing. That's why I bet Tennessee. Oh, you did that? Oh, I apologize. I thought you said the Browns. Okay. Got no, it. no, no. <laughs> Tennessee plus three. Um, but Tennessee is going to have to score against a good Browns defense, and their offense doesn't look like much. But they've played the Saints close. They beat the Chargers, so maybe there's something there. And then I'm uh, rolling the dice a little bit. I took Bengals minus 130 on the money line. I think it's up a little bit. I'm going to bank on the extra day and the report from Rappaport that Burrow's done feeling much better the last couple of days, but we don't get an injury designation until Thursday. I'm going to bank on Burrow going. I'm going to buy low on the Bengals. They were in this spot last year. They started 0-2. 
They had a primetime game against the undefeated Dolphins at home, and they won and covered. Now, the difference is Burrow wasn't dinged up. Now he is. Uh, but I'm, I'm buying low on the Bengals. This was seven and a half preseason look ahead. Um, not often that you can get one that moves this much. It's obviously, as Johnny told us earlier in the show, this isn't a line move based on money coming in. This is right. a line move based on an injury. Um, and I'm going to say Burrow plays well enough to, to win this game at home. It kind of, if he can go, even though he won't be close to hundred percent, he kind of has, I mean, you can't be 0 and three, right? Uh, that division could be, a, be could, but... could be a rock fight all year. The AFC North, I, I understand, but sure. 0 and three, you're, you're at, in that conference too. You're asking for it to contend in the wild card. Steve, right. let me throw something at you. How do you feel this week about the Packers? As a bounce back spot, I feel great. I don't think I don't even think there's quote unquote need a need for a bounce back. I think they've looked great. I do too. They, no, I, I just mean they, they did lose the game and it kind of un it it came on uh, untangled there at the end. Right. Um, I mean, what did they lose by uh, one? One. Was was it last week? Yeah. Right. So I mean, you lost a coin flip to the Atlanta Falcons and you were down your top two offensive playmakers and you still were in it the entire time. Like I I'm gonna I, I, I game. I, Second road game in a row to open the season, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like I, I already yeah, know this, true. this is going to end up being, like, my team this year. Like, this is going to be the team that I feel like I'm going to be continuously backing this year. Like, I have no issues with them against the Saints. Um, obviously, really tight spread here. Uh, two points for the Packers there. You can get them at minus 130 on the money line. i probably just take the 130 on the money line at this point. But I like I like the Packers a lot, I think. And then, and then they're just going to get healthier. Watson was practicing, I believe, earlier today while I was recording this on Wednesday. Uh, still no Aaron Jones, but Dylan's been looking good there as well. Yeah, they've uh, Musgrave hasn't really blown up the box score, but like that's been the guy that Jordan Love's been looking to, especially for some of the deeper shots too. So I like the Packers this week. I do think that that is uh, that's going to end up on my card when all is said and done. But I think they've looked great for, especially with the situations they've been dealing with. That they're down their top two guys. So. That was going to be I'm my not, best bet, but I'm glad you agree because I, I know you were on them last week. So uh, I'm not going to bet this game. Um, I did bet the Saints to win the division, so I'm going to be rooting against you guys. But um, the difference is the the why I'm still waiting on the Packers is because they've played two soft defenses, and now mm-hmm. they're going to play one of the best defenses in the NFL, and we'll see how Jordan Love looks. I think Atlanta's them. improved, though, defensively up front. I don't know if I don't know if we've we can, not, the Bears stink. I get that, but I, I think yeah. Atlanta was no. That's not. I don't know joke. if we can say that because Week One it was it was the Panthers who have been historically bad offensively. So I don't know if we know yet. Whereas the Saints, I do know they have a good defense. Mm. So I will give you one of the bets I do really like this week because we're kind of studying Saints that we don't love, but kind of like I do like the over with Houston in Jacksonville, forty three and a half. I think that's going to be and over this week. Um, Stroud's been fantastic when he's working with no pressure on him. Um, Jacksonville's a bottom five when it comes to team pressure rate so far this season. So Stroud's going to get more of that um, this week. But you look at his numbers when he's working without pressure, he's got uh, about a 70% completion rate, 78% adjusted completion rate, which is even obviously much better. 8.2 yards per pass attempt, which has been uh, fantastic. And then you look on the Houston side. I just feel like the secondary hasn't really been tested yet. Like they've gone against two subpar offenses. Like Baltimore didn't look great in week one, aside from Zay Flowers. Uh, and then the Colts. I mean, the Colts are not, you know, beating you through the air. If they're going to beat you, they're not beating you through the air last week. And 
Uh, I think people are just going to be down on Jacksonville this week because of how poor they looked offensively last week. But uh, Jacksonville had four drops last week at four drops. Only him and Stafford had um, tied for the most drops by their receivers last week. So, you know, obviously nobody was really clicking on offense last week. And then I think Houston's offense is actually a little, little underrated at this point. Like Nico Collins has been phenomenal in these two games already. You got Robert Woods, uh, you got Dell, and then John Mechie just made his debut last week. When he, when, when he starts getting into the mix, that's a nice deep downfield threat that they have. So I just think this is a pretty good total here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this total starts creeping up as the week gets a little bit closer here. So if you can grab it at 43 and a half, that's the ideal number because I see a lot of other places are at 44. So if you can grab it at 43 and a half, you look at like the over, I would get that soon. So the two other things that I have not bet that I'm considering betting, I will give it to you guys now and you can let me know what you think. Battle of the winless. It's going to be the home team or pass for me, Vikings. Vikings money line. It's a hard game. That's why I haven't bet it. The Chargers need it just as much as the Vikings. That's why I might not bet it. But I lean to the home team in in this spot, especially with the Chargers going back-to-back road. They don't seem to have a defense. Uh, maybe that means over 54 is the play, but I'm, I'm leaning to Minnesota. And then Pittsburgh on Sunday night football, now a two-and-a-half-point dog against the Raiders. Their offense looked inept in primetime on Monday night, and I think betters are going to over put too much stock in that. If you can't pick it up now against the Raiders, then when are you going to? And the defense is elite, so I think the defense is going to look good against Jimmy G in that offense and maybe get them some more points. Um, I'm expecting some big plays from the Steelers, fix the running game a little bit, and when everyone else – is going to zig on Pittsburgh. I'll zag and uh, take value, especially if this gets to three. I will bet it if it gets to three uh, because I think it was a pick look ahead. So Pittsburgh feeling better about if I bet one of those two, maybe Minnesota. Steel is probably my favorite teaser leg this week. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I think that's not a, not a ten not a ten pointer, right? You're just no, no, normal people six point teaser. Good tease for best bets if we want to get into it there. Yeah, like I said, and I would add too, Jimmy Garoppolo. This 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 is like to me. This line is reflecting like we're still getting Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco as a game manager. And sure, you no, I, I I'm I'm with you guys. I think Pittsburgh. While Kenny Pickett got harassed, that's a divisional matchup to Cleveland's a really good front. The, the pass to Pickens over the middle was excellent. I know Jules, you put it, you had a live wager on Warren. I like him more than I like Najee. That's like that's like wait for that to happen. Warren yeah. taking over for Najee Harris as the year goes on, uh, or there's just, there's going to be more of a 50-50 split. I am, I am with you on this. I like Pittsburgh's defense quite a bit. Um, and the other thing is too is like I know Adams was given the okay for the concussion, but like you know, just evaluated for a concussion. Imagine if he like gets banged up again in this game. What is their offense after yeah. Adams, right? They're not going to be able to run with Jacobs against the Steelers. What do you have? Hunter Renfro. Okay. Jacoby Myers had a good week one. <laughs> yeah. But but, I'm with you guys. I, I like Pittsburgh too, but I, I, I think I like Steve's idea more and put him in a teaser. Uh, yeah, again, that's, that's everybody out better with six more points, Clash. Always sounds good. Go ahead, 10-point teaser. What do you got for a best bet? Let's just get this done now. Best bets time. You got to get creative on weeks you don't like. 
This is a and everybody knows the six point teasers. I don't even know if every casual gambler knows that you can do a 10 point teaser. I don't think I've ever given out a 10 point teaser. You need to put it in three legs. It's minus 120. But it's the type of week for it in my mind in the NFL. You guys can go ahead and tell you're shaking your heads. You guys can go ahead and tell me which leg loses. Starts off on Thursday night. You get the Niners down to a pick. Hosting the Giants. Short week. West Coast road trip. Burn all that energy on the amazing comeback. Saquon Barkley, as we've been recording, has been ruled out. I don't see how the Giants keep up with the Niners uh, in this game. Going to the late window on Sunday. Dallas from 12 to 2. Keep Dallas within a field goal in Arizona. I'll fade Arizona weekly. Uh, Cool game against the Giants. You're not doing that against the Cowboys. This is going to be domination. Kansas City at home, 12 and a half to two and a half. Get them in the three, go through all the key numbers. The Bears are broken. Field stinks. He called out his coaches. The defense is bad. The offense is bad. Kansas City is going to feast at home in that game. That will not come down to less than a field goal. Okay. Maybe, point I don't teaser. maybe I don't hate it. A week for it. I, uh, okay. Well, I th- Justin Fields is pretty broken, and some of these clips that have come out are pretty glaring where there are wide-open receivers, and he's they're almost forcing him to be too much of a pocket guy and not lean into his strengths as a runner. Um, yes, does but Kansas also, City- even if you're a running quarterback and some of those routes are there, you should be hitting them. Just as a quarterback, whatever kind of quarterback you are, these are throws you should be making and hitting. Yeah. And also, he wasn't running last week. Right. right. It's like they're almost saying, we're going to figure this out. as a He's going to be a pass-first guy, and we're going to get this right. There's, there's, a, there's a balance there. And also, just, you know, there's, there, you pick your spots. Do you, uh, Steve, do you, hate, do you hate this? You were shaking your head the most when he brought up Dallas and Arizona. Yeah, just because I'm, well, I'm listening to somebody say you're taking it from 12 to 2. It's just such an insane thing that you usually don't hear. Uh, especially in the world of betting content, we don't we usually don't hear about ten point teasers. Uh, so maybe well, it's a maybe it's a market that is untapped. I'm an innovator in the betting. I'm an innovator in the betting content space. In a saturated world, you've you found a new piece of land. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. Am I going to play it? Probably not. But um, Missing it's out a on play. A it's a play. Are we like dismissing that Josh Dobbs might not be that? I mean, the Cardinals overall are bad. It doesn't matter if he's that bad because now he's got to play Dallas's defense. And to be fair, if we're I were two and zero against the spread, if we're so, not if you tease to their opponents ten points against them, <laughs> <laughs> then they're not. Uh, all right, so my favorite bet this week, I like taking the Lions at th- at minus three and a half. Obviously, you can get oh. three. That's one better, but. Um, was low on them last week. You pretty hate high the on them. I don't hate the Falcons, but this is not a team that you're going to successfully run against on the ground. Lions have a great run defense so far. So if you're going to force Mitt Ritter to start throwing, then that's where your issues start coming into play. I mean, Atlanta's running more than any other team in the league right now. 56% of the time they're running the ball. Uh, that's what they've been doing. But you look at the Lions last two weeks, 107 total rushing yards allowed by the Lions. On 36 attempts, so that's less than three yards per carry right now. 
uh, by opposing teams against the Lions. So very early, lots of stuff can change, but at least I like what we've seen so far from uh, the Lions. But I think that's uh, that's going to be my team this week. Uh, I'll reiterate what I said a few minutes ago. I know Julian's against us, Steve, but I do like Green Bay minus two. Uh, there are some two and a halves out there. That's fine as well. Get it inside a field goal. This is, I'm with you. I think the Packers, even with, I was concerned, the Atlanta, I bet Atlanta. I did not take Green Bay last week. I was concerned how Jordan Love would look without Aaron Jones. It turns out he still made Just pretty fine. good decisions. He was fine. Um, I like Matt LaFleur more than Dennis Allen. I'll take the offensive coach, home debut. I think the, I almost said the Raiders. The Saints have been sort of lucky uh, to begin the season. They've got, they had the Titans and they had the uh, Carolina Panthers. They had a rookie quarterback last week and barely escaped in that front. Derek Carr's record on Sunday night football. Don't say, ba- don't say barely escaped as a Saints minus three better here. That was an extreme backdoor that the Saints defense gave them. So by the <laughs> scoreboard, they barely escaped, but they yeah, dominated but the game. The Panthers, it's just, the I'm Panthers not encouraged the by the worst. Derek Carr experiment. That's all I'm getting at. So the offense isn't great. Yeah, they, the so they, they didn't they, they didn't control that game as much as they should have. And Chris Olave, Derek Carr should be going to him more often early in games. And he he found he figured that out eventually. And Julian makes a good point that the Saints are the best defense they'll face uh, to date. But uh, Jordan Love, when he's getting rid of the ball quickly, they've integrated the run game. I like Green Bay's defense too. Maybe just the under is a better play here. But I actually I, I like the Packers. I like the Packers minus two on Sunday. Cool. There you go. Excellent. Wrap it up. 10-point teaser is Julian's play. Steve likes the Detroit Lions, minus three and a half against the uh, the Falcons, and I like the Packers. Thanks so much for listening to Unreasonable Odds, presented by DraftKings. For Johnny Avello, our guest, the director of the DraftKings Sportsbook, thanks to Johnny, as always, for joining us. Steve Buchanan, Julian Edlow, Brendan Glasheen. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.